With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, that was unexpected, but always appreciated. How the devil are you, everybody? This is slogging it. Firstly, an apology. Not to Tim this time. That will come later, on numerous occasions, no doubt. But a few weeks ago, we promised, given our hiatus, that we would record and release every week. A few things have got in the way recently, mainly in Robbo's calendar, and and so th- we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, which means we've got lots and lots and lots to talk about. These things include our our recent couple of weeks. Always interesting. Like some cracking stories to 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 show themselves shortly. A bit of club cricket, England versus New Zealand, England versus Ireland, the Cricket World Cup, the Rugby World Cup. Just so we can involve Eugene for once, and the upcoming Ryder Cup. So yes, lots to discuss. It is. 22.49 on Tuesday night. should have recorded last night, but Robbo's Wi-Fi was terrible in the caravan park he's recently been in. So here we are, <laughs> Tuesday, late. Match sticks in the eyes, trying to stay awake. I'm getting bollocked by the wife. The dog's put me in his basket tonight. He's already gone to sleep in my spot. So thank you, Simon. On that note, Simon, how the devil are you? I'm all right. I don't really quite know how to follow up after that. Um, yeah, I'm okay. It was, a, it was a bit better than a caravan park, if I'm honest. It was a lovely spot in the Cotswolds. That automatically, automatically makes it better than a caravan park. It was in the Cotswolds. Some lovely pubs around there. Delightful luncheon spots that could end up in all days Szechuan's if you wanted it to. Is it um, in one of those lovely pubs that your dad almost lost the three children he was supposed to be keeping an eye on? <laughs> no, no. Allegedly. No, what, where, where he didn't where he couldn't purchase a drink for said children because there was too much choice. <laughs> and then oh. I, so I had to go and purchase the children a drink. I came back out and the children were approximately 200 yards away. 
from where they had originally been. I can't tell who whether a dog was attacking them or they were attacking a dog. Either way, there was something going on. And my father was sat there, head down, 250 or 200 yards away from them. And I came out and went, Dad, where are the kids? He was like, on the park. No. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was fun. We had a good time. It was nice to get away for a bit. It was nice. It was just, I bet, I, mine and my brother's better halves are away in, uh, in Crete. Apparently, they got asked to leave the hotel at one stage. So we're waiting to find out some stories of this. Oh, amazing. Girls trip away for for two of their 40th birthdays. So, yeah, and we decided to take the kids away and do fun things. like go swimming. We went and saw some trains. All the fun things that you do. Is this the swimming holiday, the big planned, you know, that was the big, big event, wasn't it? To take the kids swimming to kind of, you know, make sure they really enjoy themselves. Yeah, but then one of the four adults on the trip then forgot this plan. No, no, two, two, two of the four adults decided not to bring swimming attire. attire. My dad didn't bring swimming attire, which is not. Well, no one wants to see that. I mean, Prob, I know you're a listener, and I love you dearly, but that's a wise move. No, no. I mean, my mother's getting some. In the previous episode, my mother's caught flogging on this. So, and I've, I got told today she was. <laughs> this is another funny story. My mother said, uh, "Are you still doing the podcast?" That's nice to know, isn't it? I was like, "Yes, well, we 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 do we do it most weeks." Well, 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 I have listened a little bit, but yes. And I was like, "Brilliant, thanks, mum." That's what you think of that. That's so, <laughs> so, so Eugene, you've got away with it. And we can now say what we like about her because <laughs> she don't care. No, but yeah, my mother had decided not to take a swimming costume, which then led to a four-hour trip around Sports Direct, which, which was interesting, if I'm honest. Mm. No, if I'm honest, it wasn't interesting. It was diabolical. I wanted to pull my foreskin off. But sorry, Tim. Tim loves this, Tim, by Tim the way. wasn't involved in anything to do with my foreskin during any of that either, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> this story's gone places we never thought it would. And, uh, yeah, it, it, we had a good time. Eventually, my mother got a swimsuit. I made it so my child didn't drown. I needed one of them from Sports Direct. I a lovely little jacket. Nice. Which means you can just throw them in and they just bounce up and down. Perfect. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it was a lovely little time away. I'm a rare come back at just uh, I'm perfectly on the legal speed limit tonight. In order, which is why we are a few minutes late, um, mm. because I had to put my boy, little boy, down. Not, not kill him, as in an animal. Yeah. I had to put him down to bed. Um, this has been a sensational five minutes from you. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> sensational. Moving quickly on, Eugene, how have you been over the last couple of weeks? Since Ireland flogged you at yeah. rugby. No, no, no. I, yeah, tactically lost against Ireland to make sure that we played against France in the quarterfinals and not uh, New Zealand. But yeah, my my past three weeks have been all rugby based. Cricket season firmly finished on the 2nd of September and I went into rugby mode and have been watching the Rugby World Cup, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. And I'm looking forward to watching the Rugby World Cup and the Cricket World Cup at the same time. I'm not going to sure I'm not sure I'm going to have enough screens in my house. Oh, you've definitely got enough screens. You've not only been watching that, we, we had the the opportunity to play golf together, didn't we, on Monday in Kent at the Dines Lockhurst yes, Foundation. And I walked day, around. Which yeah, was fantastic. So Eugene, Eugene had, tends to hit the what I would refer to as the cricketer's fade, although people would call it a snap slice. But, but, 
But normally, that's what he hits. So on this particular day, Eugene lined up for his said snap slice and for the first eight holes, twatted everything brilliantly straight into the trees. <laughs> I, I was just, I, I couldn't help but laugh, but I was like, Eugene, just keep enjoying it, mate. Just just keep loving life. <laughs> just, just trying to it wasn't raining. Up. I got to walk, you know. Because uh, well, you've not done good. enough of that this uh, summer. <laughs> yeah. 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 We had a we had a lovely day. So there was myself, Eugene, and Jason, and we played last year. Uh, Ross couldn't join us, unfortunately. So we, we found ourselves without a fourth man at the eleventh hour. So good old Mister Luckhurst kindly got one of his friends to uh, to step in at the last minute. Now this bloke was an absolute belter. Um, however, has the single longest warm up routine for every single shot. I'm glad you said warm up routine. <laughs> that you have ever seen in your entire life. I am talking 45 seconds before yeah, every single yeah. shot. So, like, we didn't see anybody for, like, six holes. Bearing in mind, this is a shotgun star. But it turns out, because the, whatever, there, was a, there was a bit of a gap, like, two or three holes behind us. But by, you know, for the, the last 12 or 13 holes, this group behind us were firmly up our jacksies. But we had a good day. We thought we played really well, actually, but we, we were nowhere near. So, so yeah, so that's that's been nice. But what have I been up to? Simon knows this story. Eugene, not so much. This comes on to, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about the Ryder Cup later on. But I was invited to dinner last Wednesday with Thomas Bjorn, which was a phenomenal invite. It was amazing. Just incredibly lucky to, to kind of sit around the table with him and just listen to stories and what have you. Earlier last week, this was Wednesday last week, Wednesday night in Manchester, Early last week, my my little lad Rafi T wasn't feeling so well. Like wasn't eating and stuff. Like you know, just wasn't feeling great. Then the mother in law who was here got it, and I'd managed to escape it. I tend to get quite lucky with illness. I've got a pretty strong stomach, so I don't really get older stuff too. Too, I, I tend to swerve most of it. Anyway, a few few drinks and stuff. Nothing silly on Wednesday night. Went to bed, glass of water, fine. Woke up in the about four o'clock in the morning, feeling absolutely dreadful at my mate's house in Manchester. Managed to get myself back to sleep. Woke up at about eight o'clock and just had to leg it to the loo. And I'm talking right. So, and I thought I just needed to a number two, right? But as soon as that happened, right? As soon as even a, the tiniest whiff of what I'd let go of went up my nostrils. I literally just needed to turn around and just empty, empty top, up, up top as well. So I thought, right, I'm, I'm, I'm really not well here. Took myself back to bed, got up about an hour later, and I was like, I'm in Manchester. I just need to get home. I just need to get home. Got in the car, and I, I'm, I stopped at the service station, got some water. I'm sipping that and what have you. And I think, right, I'm beginning to feel all right again. But you know when you know you're going to be sick because you get that really salty feeling in your mouth, right? Don't don't say. I know where your minds have gone. It absolutely was not that. So imagine I'm sat on the M62 in the middle lane. I'm probably doing 75 miles an hour. And out of nowhere... If anyone from the, uh, the law is listening, that was definitely 70 miles an hour. <laughs> out of nowhere, I've got this salty feeling. It was this, this, that horrible feeling in my mouth. I look to my left, trucks, and there's no hard shoulder because they're doing work on it. And there's nowhere I can go. So I think, right, just breathe, breathe, breathe. And before I know it, within the space of about 45 seconds, I have projectile vomited 
like five times and I'm talking like it is just nuts and, and all I'm trying to do is concentrate on the road in front of me I've got tears pouring down my face and what just liquid flying out of my face it's hitting the steering wheel and literally just going everywhere like all over the inside of the windscreen windows the passenger seat gear stick everything in between so obviously I mean I've got my track suit my Woodstock track suit bottoms on and whatever and it's just, and then you can feel it. I'm sitting in it. I can feel my shoes sloshing around in it. It was utterly miserable. So I hope that no one else ever has to go through that. I think it was probably pretty dangerous. Anyway, I then I found, <laughs> found, found, a, found a service station, went into the car park, obviously, you know, at that time, expecting it to be quiet. No, full of cars. And so I just took got rid of all my dignity and just took my trousers off in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> took off one of my, took off my socks, wiped the steering wheel down just so I could hold it. And then just had to sit in my own vomit for the rest of the journey, which was horrible, quite frankly. So I think there's a, maybe a bit of a bug going around. So be careful, ladies and gentlemen, be careful. Anyway, moving and on. And what we've just had there is the biggest cover up story for a stinking hangover Anyone no, has no, ever no, heard? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I genuinely, like normally, I'd go, yeah, I'd had a right skimful and I felt awful. But no, on this occasion, I was absolutely fine. It was. I came home. <laughs> you obviously were. I was. Well, no. But I came home and just took myself into the spare room and didn't move for twenty-four hours. So, anyway, that's a proper hangover. There. Well, I was going to say. It sounds like it sounds like you had a great night. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Eugene, or should I refer to you as Eugene? Because you you don't you won't know this yet, Sai. But at said Denis Lacoste golf day, there was a lovely Belgian man there called Gilles. And Eugene, upon hearing his accent, I didn't know that Eugene was Belgian, right? But apparently he is. I thought it was Botswana, but there we go. Right, Eugene then didn't rather than. Rather than introducing himself as he would to everybody else as Eugene, picked up this bloke with Belgian and just went, Ah, oh, hi Gilles, Eugene. And I I dropped my pint. I was like, What the fuck is that? Like, I can't wait till we're in a group and I meet someone else from Nottingham and go, You're right, no. Simon. <laughs> right. I was like, what on earth is this? Some kind of parallel reality or something? Like, what is going on, Eugene? What did you just say? He was like, "Yeah, that's how that's how you should pronounce my name." I was like, "Well, you've got one thing for sure. I will never fucking call you Eugene for as long as I live." But, uh, I'm going yeah. to now. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to just call him Eugene for yeah. sure. Come on, Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's no J in there. It's Eugene. Come on, lads. Come on. It's a pronounce. Oh, sorry, Eugene. Eugene. Yeah, so there we go. Hang on a minute. Uh, what? To all of our Belgium listeners. Yeah, thank you. Or well, one of them now, by the sound of it. It's an, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or one of them. Yeah. Eugène de Buffalo Berger does not quite have the same yeah. ring to it, does it? You know, so, anyway, moving on. it's the same ring or not. Club cricket. Couple of updates. Oh, we've got Last time we were talking to you. Oh. Yeah, well, that's, that is what we're here for. Last time we were talking about, we, we mentioned Cookney. They're about to go to the national final. They'd already won the Derby Cup. They played a phenomenal game uh, at Lords against Bexley from Kent. 
Um, scores were tied. Uh, I think it was 2.41 from memory. Uh, but Cugney needed two on the last ball to tie the game, but they won on like wickets lost. They didn't have a super over or whatever. Q, amazing scenes. Like They had a phenomenal night. So that was the double. They then had the opportunity to win the Notts Premier League the following Saturday on the 16th, playing against Cavaliers and Carrington. They brought a phenomenal side, including one Rahan Ahmed, who then three days later was playing for England. Cavs didn't have quite enough to to stop Cookney uh, getting over the line as well. So Cookney won a, a historic treble, like a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal achievement. Brilliant bunch of lads. Obviously, that's where Woodstock's based. So I've got some really good friends there, and 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 you know the majority of them use Woodstock gear, which is great for me. But just an amazing, amazing achievement. One of the things I want to bring up about said England player, Rahan Ahmed. Now, is it, would you not think that an England player, and everybody would know he played for England because whenever he goes anywhere to play league cricket now, he turns up in all his England gear and wears his England kit or his Leicestershire kit when he's playing club cricket, which makes him look like a bit of a twat. But would you not think that someone who plays for England would? hold themselves with good grace whilst playing club cricket. They're there to set an example, right, you would think? Well, Rahan Ahmed was one of four players from the Cavs side on that particular day that squared up to two of the Cookney batsmen and bought, them all sell, bought themselves all a uh, level one disciplinary. I wonder what the ECB would think about one of their, you know, multi-format cricketers you know, getting disciplinary action taken against him whilst playing league cricket. What do we think? Without knowing the ins and outs, is it not just hard cricket that's gone over the top? It's, you know, when you square up against people. Well, I've never squared I mean, against four of them. a cricket pitch. Really? You don't get nose to nose. No, we know. Well, of course you do. No, you don't. Well, do you guys play different cricket different up there? It's like rugby. To be fair, no, no, you don't not, square up. You're not tall no, enough no. to go nose to nose with most I was going to say, if you, you ended up face to face, you'd be sort of nose to groin. Heat <laughs> uh, oh, to the moment stuff, I, I suspect. Actually, yeah. Not knowing the full story. But he's got to go a bit too far to get a level one, right? It depends <laughs> who the umpires are. We all know some of the umpires in our league, and this isn't in no mean. I know some of the things that have been said after this. I've heard a little bit about it, mainly from John earlier today when we were talking about it. And and I'm not going to say what I think everyone everyone thinks I'm going to say because I'm not into that 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 kind of thing. I'm not going to say anything about whether it's racist or, or not like that. I know there's been rumours of things like that being brought up, but I, I don't think that's the case, or I certainly hope that's not the case. But I think the, the one thing also about club cricket is there are some umpires that like to get involved and they like to give certain decisions for or against names. So, it, like I say, without knowing certain bit of context, I don't even know who the umpires were. I th- for me, it's twofold. The ECB will not be happy about it, no matter what it is, no matter how protective he might have, may or may not have been being. However, the other part of me thinks I've always been an advocate of people coming and playing pe- playing cricket back where they have been developed and at certain clubs. And that. Well, at Torsby. He went there when he was 40. Let's not. Let's let's not <laughs> let's not be daft. And the fact that he's coming back and playing club cricket, I think he's good for everyone involved. I think it's good for the, the guys he's playing against. I think, in, yeah, to a certain extent, it's probably good for him because there's a lot of pressure on him. 
And I'm not saying there's not in pressure his, on him. In his England kit, though. I mean, come yeah, on. but so he's a he's an 18 year old lad that's rocking up in free stash. Like, let's not. So what? He, he's a, again, he's an 18 year old lad yeah. that's been played for England. He should be proud about that. And if he feels that he wants to rock up in stash, so be it. I don't, I don't care what kit people rock up in. I've been fortunate. That was enough. where it all kicked. That was where it all kicked off from. So there was no, there was no implication of racism whatsoever. So yeah, I don't, I don't, so he's rocked up in his England kit. Some, some, someone's made a comment. Yeah, and then which he's, is, and then he's just gone far too hard back, and then it's just all got a bit. See, silly. I, I know who it's at. I know who he's squared up at, and I know one of them very, very well. And I think he's probably trying to get a bite. Oh, 100 percent. And. So part of me thinks twofold. He shouldn't bite. One, Rian Armour shouldn't bite. But should a mid-40s bloke be aiming at an 18-year-old to try and get a bite? I think it's funny to say you shouldn't be wearing your England kit. You're playing club cricket. Well, and this is the point. We all know why he's saying it, but what's what's the bigger thing to do? So let's... Now I know that's what it's about. I can stand and go, yeah... Uh, <laughs> I know exactly what's gone off. I can sit here and picture it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the fact... said is and, it's sort of taking away from the victory of Cutney. Well, they didn't win. Because of this is the other thing. Cutney didn't actually win. They just got enough points to win the league. They got they got to lose what is effectively a losing draw, which was enough points no, to get well, they, the league. But they, so, but they, they set up to do that, in fairness. Like, I don't think they went out with yeah, that. Yeah, but I still... still I, I, this, this, that, that for me is a, and I'm not saying Cockney don't deserve to win the league, by the way, by any chance, by any stretch of the imagination. I think the two best sides in it finish one and two. Mm. I think club cricket at that level should be straight win lose. And I hate the idea that you get two points for this and this gump. Mm. I despise that. Play one day cricket. Let's not. If you want to play two day cricket, let's play all day cricket, lunch teas, everything else. Wear whites and whatever else not England white sir what you like what makes you laugh is with England kit this is this is always I used to have a big thing when we were growing up I used to play for knots and there was only one age group that was sponsored and that's just knots under 16s somehow got sponsored by Molly Yogurts right and and so that was a big thing when you were a kid to get the sponsored kit as under 16. Obviously, under 16 is a big age group. Anyway, you're coming out of schools, you're kind of becoming a grown-up, and like all this kind of stuff. And to get that Muller kit, it was shite, quality-wise, but to get that Muller kit to a point where they started just giving us badges and we asked to stitch them onto our own kit, this was how bad it was. But to get given that Muller kit, the track suits and stuff, was a massive thing. And then, all of a sudden... You started seeing coaches wearing it. You started seeing all these other people wearing it. So if an 18-year-old kid, right, just imagine this, 18-year-old lad rocks up wearing England kit to a game of cricket, gets bullied for wearing England kit to cricket. Forget the names. So an 18-year-old lad, whether he's been given it or buys it, Rocks up to a game of cricket. Isn't that what we're trying yeah. to do? We're trying to get eighteen-year-olds to buy a kit. Yes, the fact he's a professional cricketer that he's playing for playing England is irrelevant. Right. 
I think if you were to go down the levels, how many 18-year-old kids, 17-year-old, 16-year-old kids are rocking up in England tracksuits? Lots of them. Whether it's replica kit or not. Well, well they're definitely rocking up in caps. Well played Cockney though for winning yeah, the league good on treble. Did they because there was there was there was a four, there was a there was a quadruple there, wasn't there? Yeah, they played that on Saturday and lost to the Cavs, I'd say, on Saturday. So the Cavs have now won the Dunson trophy four out of four years. So well done to the Cavs. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, on to international cricket. So England versus New Zealand. Great series, I thought. Mm. Few things on that. How good is Ben Stokes? Useful. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> can bowl. Very good batsman. Mm. <laughs> right. Can bowl, just currently unfit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. In all seriousness, though, like, let's, do we want him to bowl? If he's going to bat like that, do we want him to? Just let him bat. You see, now he's played this summer in I Test cricket. I thought he was going to score. Sorry, yeah. I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to score two hundred in that game. The way he was hitting that ball, crikey, he was hitting the top. I was, I was there, and it was just unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Just the way, he, just natural timing is just bonkers. Yeah, it was. We we had a bit of a nuts day. I was there with my mate Rob, and yeah, caught, obviously being back in London, caught up with a few people. What have you? Managed to wheedle our way into into hospitality for a drink with Gower Gatting and Graham Swan uh, that evening, which was which was random but but very enjoyable. But yeah, the you know I, I think New Zealand are obviously a very very good side, but I think you know two two one was certainly justified. Now, moving on to the Ireland series, obviously first one at Henley completely washed out today, got washed out eventually. The depth of England is scary, right? I mean, today they they were what two hundred and was it two hundred and seventy for four from thirty one? They would have scored. They would have scored five hundred. Yeah, they definitely hundreds. I mean, it was it was scary to actually watch how yeah anyone that came in was just hitting the ball. It looked like a fantastic pitch. You know, what you know what was the most worrying part about the ground, and I don't mean to you know don't mean to have a go at the ground yet, but it only rained for half an hour. And then they had to call I think the game had a off lot because of the amount of water a, that fell. They've had a huge amount of rain, so they were, the players were warned about going on the outfield until just before play because it was still... Ah, OK. Yeah, it's, it's because of the rain that they've had previously this week. So, I mean, we I've been down to Gloucester a few times. So we've got pros who play for them down at Bristol. It's a big yeah. playing area. I mean, it's not that... It, it, it's, it's a healthy hit straight, but square of the wicket is massive. And they were just making it look like they were playing on a like. Well, they were hitting it into gardens. It was nuts. Yeah, like, they were hitting it into gardens. Yeah, unbelievable. So, but you'd say, you know, obviously, I don't know whether it's the baseball mentality or what, or the way that England have been playing white ball cricket for a few years now. But Ireland, they just look miles away, even from you know England's second string. Right, I know they're going through a rebuilding period themselves, but that's pretty much Ireland's. You know, if they were going to the World Cup, that would be their best side, wouldn't it? You know, they've got decent lads in Harry Tector and, and Sterling's obviously been world-class at times, but their bowling attack looks very, very light. You'd say Josh Little's probably their best one, been to the IPL, done really well in, in different conditions. But, I mean, he, he's gone the distance in both games that he's bowled in. 
I've not seen it today, but from what you're saying, if if I mean, it's always a good wicket at Bristol. Mm. I mean, you look at some of the scores that they're having there, and if you're in a bowling attack that you're being told the outfield's wet before you start, the seamers and the wicket's going to be flat. It's never going to be easy, and against. The guys in the England side who were flying on form, out for something to prove. Like we spoke a while ago about Harry Brooks, should he be in the England squad? And you're looking at the people like Phil Salt that we mentioned back in that that conversation. Should he or shouldn't he be in the one-day side for the World Cup? Obviously got a point to prove. Uh, Will Jacks, there was rumours he was going anywhere as a travelling reserve. We don't know. Well, I've certainly not heard if he is a reserve. So they've got players that have got points to prove and like I say on a wicket that's flat with a ball that's probably wet that's going to be greasy I mean you look at how that first over when it goes four 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 six wide which is apparently a record for England's first ever first over in and it won the international 19 runs off it you're onto a hide of nothing mm. I need to nothing, sorry. I think England are good at the minute. They're certainly buying my... Although, the one reason I, I, I didn't scoff a little bit, but when they were talking about getting 500, they didn't have the deepest batting lineup today compared mm. to their full side. If you were going to say, yeah, there were 270 off 31 overs or whatever it was, and you had for four, sorry, and you had seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of their full side coming in, then yeah, I'd have said they've got a snip. You still got Moe and Ali, Livingston... People like that's coming, yeah, but they didn't have that. But no, and as, as far as Ireland go, Ireland are a small side, aren't they? You're seeing it with Bangladesh at the minute. Now they've lost a load of players. You're seeing it with uh, Afghanistan, who have had a bit of a player turnaround recently. That it, it, it's all the some of these nations that have got to Sri Lanka to a certain extent are suffering the same thing since the likes of Jawadinas, Sangakara, those guys retired. They've struggled a little bit. There's kind of emerging, and I'll, I'll still count Sri Lanka in that to a certain extent. Nations struggle because they've got had a raft of players come through. You think with Ireland, Porterfield, O'Brien, O'Brien, all these guys, Boyd, Boyd Rankin, Wilson, blah, 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 blah. Ironically, most of the coaching staff now, but that is a difficult group to replace. And so it's especially when they're having to do it fundamentally on their own. They're, they're not now doing it with the help of a, a county system because they're now overseas players within that. So yeah. people like Mark Adair, for example, was on the staff at Warwickshire, but now he can't. He hasn't even got that option to go, yeah. and he he's got to be significantly better. So it, it falls back onto their domestic system, and it's the same with Afghanistan, and the same with other guys around. So it'll take time. Um, I've got no reason to think why they shouldn't and couldn't, can't produce good players. The amount of money that's involved in cricket now, they might get some guys certainly over there that come in from a hurling or a, whatever what, what traditionally goes into those kind of ball sports because of what those guys have done before. They might see them and start coming into it. So fingers crossed for Irish cricket, they get those players coming through. I have a possible controversial question, not relating to the players. Well, it is relating to the players, actually, but I'm more more focused on the fans here. Imagine you're an England fan. Just purchase tickets to go to one of the three grounds where England are playing against Ireland, and 
for some reason, England choose not to pick their first side of having all the people that are going to the World Cup. How do you feel as a fan watching England's second side when you're paying the same amount of money as if you were going to be watching, you know, the the, the stars of England, shall we say, the Roots, the Ben Stokes, the now all of a sudden you've got, and I'll be honest, I didn't even, I didn't even recognize the one guy's name, but but then again, I'm not up to speed with all the county games, but. What were you think about? What did you think about that from a fan perspective? I think with the 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 quality and the style of England's cricket now, if you go and watch, I don't think anybody would have walked away on the rains killed him today. I think anybody, obviously, the rain killed Headingley. Anybody that watched the game at Trembridge the other day would have, would have seen a great game of cricket. I don't think you'd find anyone really complaining. I think if you go and watch, you know. A, a, an inexperienced side go and play in a different way and play turgid cricket against an average island side that that would give people cause for a little bit of reason to to maybe complain but I, I think you look at the way that Jackson Salt have gone off at the top of the order fair enough Crawley didn't get any the other day but batted really nicely today Sam Haynes done really did well not quite so well today but got you know he was out in the last over with almost 90 to his name the other mm-hmm. day playing attacking shots I my view is that you wouldn't find too many people complaining. I don't know what Simon thinks. I think you pay your money, you take your chance. You, at the end of the day, you know you're buying a ticket to. It's it's a bit like you see these, and it's not quite. It doesn't come at the same cost as a full full ticket. You, you know, if if you want to buy a Manchester United ticket and you you want to buy Man City, Man United being Man City, you're probably not going to get one. However, if you want to go and watch Manchester United playing the Carabao Cup. You're probably going to get a ticket, but what side are you going to see? You're probably not going to see quite the same side. So, if you're going to watch England v Ireland at Bristol, there's a reason it's at Bristol. No disrespect to Bristol and no disrespect to Ireland, but there's a reason why it's probably 40% of the cost. Mm. It's because people know that's what they're going to get. It, to be fair, England announced this side. Yeah, fair response. And squad six, eight weeks ago. So right. while I while I and I think the people that they're targeting for those type of tickets, parents of kids, that type of thing, mm. aren't going to be quite so bothered. They just want to see people whacking the ball around. And that's why I I mean this might come as a shock to some people. I, I agree with Jono on it. If if England were gonna play <laughs> if England were gonna play a turgid, horrible style of cricket then yeah, it, it would be wrong. But they've played entertaining cricket in, in the two games that there has been some cricket. It's it's been Bucket's been brilliant. He's transferred his mm. summer form into into these games. So yeah, I yeah, I I I I'm I'm I don't quite know what to say because Sam just agreed with me. It's completely thrown me. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't I can't think straight. I quite like what England did with the captaincy and the vice captaincy and stuff is they People who are in and around the group on a regular basis, and by the group, I mean the test group, the whole shooting match. They got with Crawley being captain, Duckett being vice captain. They are maintaining that mentality mm. that Ben Stokes and Joss Butler's certainly been involved in to get it in there. Ben Stokes, Brandon McCullum, Joss Butler, Joe Root, and, and obviously Joe Root's had to come out of it to now get back into it. A complete change of mentality. They've maintained that with having. Crawley and Duckett as captain and vice captain. Yeah, I, I, I think that is very, very clever. 
Some people might say it's obvious to do, but Matthew has every chance. We've seen it in the past before. You look at the test side under Joe Root, for example, and under Alice the Cook compared to the one-day side under Owen Morgan. I mean, you couldn't have had more different mentalities and more different ways of thinking about it, but they're, they're trying to keep that mentality across the board, across all cricket. It's obviously something that whether it's Rob Key that's brought it in, and he's gone out and gone, right, Ben Stokes is going to be my captain and Brendan McCullum is going to do this. We're going to get uh, Matthew Mott in and and Josh Butler in to do this and because they are going to promote this mentality. They don't care what the cricket is, it's going to be this mentality. And I, I, I think that, I mean, obviously Crawley is a bit of a Rob Key love child, but from what I've seen, and you look at the way the guys have gone out and played, fair play to them. And they, they, if they were to, those top six, if you would say to me, at England's top six got injured. That's the top six for the World Cup. First game of the World Cup, you could go, right, that's our top six. I don't think we'd be that much worse off, to be honest. Just missing Jason Roy. He chose not to play in the series. That is a different level he of did, conversation. Yeah. yeah, and we're not going to go into that tonight. No. no, not tonight. Well, talking of, we will have plenty of opportunity to talk about other things that come up during the Cricket World Cup because we are going to be doing daily podcasts. Now, it might not be all three of us because they're going to be short, probably 15 minutes. And if there's three of us, it gets, it'll be too difficult to, to kind of get 15-minute stuff done and, you know, get done what we need to. So more than likely, it'll be two of us. But every day we will be doing a podcast to talk about the games that have been played on that day and look forward to what's coming the following day. So look out for them. On that... As an equal opportunities podcast, obviously, previously in the last World Cup, we did the cricket draft. Eugene, on this occasion, has come to Simon and I and proposed something called Super Brew, which is what we're going to use for this World Cup. So it's not, you don't have to pick an individual side as you did with the cricket draft. This is basically about picking the winner of each individual game and the margin. Uh, it's all it's all laid out for you. Uh, you can either choose between a, a close game, uh, anywhere up to a thrashing, either way. That is superbrew.com. So superbru.com. You go on there, create an account, join, and then you search for the pool. Our pool is called Slogging It. Search for that. You then request membership to our pool. Eugene, the brains of the entire operation, will then allow you access into the pool. And from there, you can start taking part in it. So... Always, we like to give away prizes to uh, people who are better at these kind of things than we ever are. You you know by now that our pro- scale, skill of prediction is absolutely wank. Sorry, Tim. But yeah, it'll be a nice little fun thing to, to get around. So there's going to be a £50 Woodstock voucher available for the winner of each round. So there are six rounds plus... Uh, we won't do it for the semi-finals and final because it won't be... It'll be too easy and it'll be too many people getting it right. There will be a £500 Woodstock voucher for the overall winner, £300 for second place and £100 for the third place. So basically what's happening again is I'm just shelling out Woodstock vouchers and itinerary because these two haven't got anything of value to offer up. I can come and check your electricity supply if you want. But I... <laughs> People might prefer that. Free IT support for you know a week. (laughs) Perfect. 
Well, there we go. That, that could be fourth and fifth. We know, I know how much Eugene charges, and he's just offered about 15 grand's worth of prize there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's superbrew.com. So go on, create an account, join the Slogging It pool, and, yeah, we, we look forward to you all getting involved in that. Any kind of initial thoughts on who, like who's the favourites? Are England going to back it up? Not Bangladesh. Okay. <laughs> You've got to go for your big two. You've got to go for England, India, I think, are got to be hot favourites at the moment. Um, maybe maybe reverse the question and say, who are the dark horses? Bangladesh. <laughs> <laughs> they're always a dark horse, but Pakistan. If oh, they're allowed oh, in the really? country, that is, as of, <laughs> as of yesterday, we're not allowed in. So... No, I think I think Pakistan. I've not heard this story. Yeah, they're, they're the on. only team that story. hadn't had their visas granted, yeah. and they also can't travel direct. Oh. They're the closest country, but they can't travel direct. They have to go via Dubai. Wow, which is the most ludicrous thing you've ever really heard. I'd have thought someone could arrange for a bus to get over the border or something, but anyway, we're a sporty podcast. We're not a political one, and let's not get involved in that because. Those two countries will definitely have us killed. That's, that's controversial. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to see South Africa and West Indies do quite well, just because. And West Indies in it. I've seen the West Indies do quite well. They're in <laughs> You see what I did there. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. So uh, there's a team with less chance than Bangladesh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think South Africa got an outside think... chance, especially if Klassen gets in. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the he, can, he can strike a ball, yeah. that lad. Are we saying his name right? By the way, Eugene. Yeah, Klaassen, Heinrich Klaassen. He's, 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 no, he's, he's not. He's not Belgian. So, oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pronounce Does he drink grog? That's all we need. <laughs> grog. He drinks anything. <laughs> God rest. God rest. God rest your soul, Rayleigh Otter. By the way, if what? it. What, I think see, he's I the guy that made grog. No, he used to make the. He used to do the adverts. Sure. Very famous actor. Anyway, lost on YouTube, buffoons. Right, Eugene, onto a sport that you do know something about: rugby World Cup. What's going on? This yep. is where I take a sit, sit, sit back, and just let you two waffle for a couple of minutes. Is that like a step back? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> still re- I'm still reeling from when you agreed with me. I've, I've not quite got my head straight since. Once a month. It's uh, it's been a very very good World Cup. There hasn't been too many upsets with the exception of the Australians more than likely going home. You know, when you look at the Iron, the, the Iron, the, the Ireland-South Africa game, they are number one in the world for a reason. They haven't lost a game in 2023. That that was expected to some degree. I certainly expected it. Brilliant game to watch, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this, though, and I think I said this in the preamble then when we were catching up, I would much rather be playing France than I would be playing New Zealand. New Zealand have three World Cups. And when it comes to big match tournaments, they really know how to turn it on. Well, they didn't I'm not saying France in the first turned. game, did they? They lost their first ever uh, group no. game. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> no, I, I think France have got a hell of a sniff at this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. It is mildly amusing. I, I have a, a, a weird thing when it comes to rugby because we've all got like stereotypical nations that we like and dislike. 
whether it's through people that we've met or rugby teams that we've watched or, or in general, like, like I've got a bit of a thing where every time I've been to France, the French people don't seem to like me. So I've reciprocated that feeling. Don't know why that is. <laughs> however, the French rugby team is incredible. Um, however, on the other hand, Welsh people, incredible, wonderful people, lovely singing voices. Uh, however, the is Welsh that rugby you did team. The Tom Jones song earlier. Uh, possibly. However, the Welsh rugby team, I cannot stand. They've got... That's because it's got the, damn bigger in oh, it. <laughs> if he runs around flapping his mm. arms anymore... Is that how he got injured? I missed the first 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> no, did, he, did he like yeah, tweak, no. a, tweak a shoulder flapping at the referee? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's, yeah. like he's trying to impersonate a centre midfielder at football. I have got one thing to say about the Rugby World Cup, uh, which I think will make some sense. If Australia do go home earlier than some would expect, does Eddie Jones fly back to Australia or does he fly straight to Japan? You read, you listened to, you've heard, you've listened to one interview from the World Cup, haven't you? Mm-hmm. And and read things on BBC Sport. I don't know. He he. He dismissed those claims in his post-loss against Wales that, that the guy asked him straight out, did you speak to the Japanese Federation about joining? And he went, don't know what you're talking about, mate. What did he say? Accent. <laughs> what did he, I didn't realise he was from Smethwick. If you're, if, you're, if you're Flemish by birth, though, Simon, it's quite difficult. It's, it's widely known to be yeah, a difficult, yeah. and a difficult accent yeah. to master. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Now, two massive golf events coming up this week. One arguably more important than the the other. There's the the little known Ryder Cup going on over the weekend. But Eugene, you and I are getting to play at one of the uh, UK's most beautiful courses on Thursday morning. Are we not? We are. I have never played there. Oh, before, oh. Believe it or not, even though what. Right. No, 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 no. Almost as nice. Now, this is we're playing at Coombe Hill, which is roughly a mile and a half up the road from where Eugene lives. But he didn't. He, he had to ask yep. me where it was. Such yep. is the exclusivity of the place. But we're playing in a, a lovely Lord's Taverners, the Peter Alice Lord's Taverners Golf Day. Peter won't be there. But sorry, Tim. <laughs> he might be. Depends. Depends what you believe in. Well, yeah, possibly. But, yeah, so we're going to go and enjoy that with a couple of friends, which we're very much looking forward to. Now, we're all obviously avid golf lovers. Where's the Ryder Cup going? Is it staying Is it staying in Europe or is it going back to the US? In the same direction as the Solheim Cup. Yeah. What a draw. Retained. <laughs> I think it's going to be too yeah. tight to call. But, yeah, on that, what an unbelievable golf tournament that was. You guys. That was sensational. Uh, yeah. Two insane teams. That were two. That I mean, fair play to the US in women's captain, Solheim Cup captain. I don't know what you can say now. Mm. She had five rookies, and they were and they went four nil up day one. First mm. first session foursomes. I know some dirty folks on here. Foursomes at a ladies' golf tournament might mean something different. You horrible minded people. But yes, they were four nil up after the first round of foursomes. And Europe came back and managed to retain it, which was 
insane. Mm. And he men's version, the Ryder Cup. I've got a horrible feeling it'll be a bit different because I think America are very good. <laughs> All 12 yeah. players are in the top 30 in the world. Europe's aren't. No, but we have got three of the top four in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love Europe to win. I want Europe to win. I just think this might be... I don't think it'll be quite as bad as last time. I don't think it'll be a record loss because I think enough of the European golfers are trending in the right way at the right time. But I just think there's something about this American side at the minute. There's, they seem to have... You saw in the last version of it and they picked a lot of the same players. They've only got, I think it's two rookies and then two guys that won the majors, Brian Harmon and... Oh. Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark. I think they're the only two rookies. So you stand there looking at a lot of the side from last time that seemed to show unbelievable team spirit, all the things that the American team were traditionally not famed for, uh, they seem to show last time. And to the point where you're reading the stuff that's coming out about why Bryson didn't get picked, for example, and why some of the other guys who some people may or may not think felt deserved to get picked, and that was because... The, the six guys that were already in kind of were spoken to about who you want as part of the team and who you want involved, which is why like Justin Thomas has got picked, Ricky Fowler's got picked, and, and these guys. So, and, and they're all trending in the right direction as well. I know Justin Thomas didn't make it through to the final playoffs or whatever it was, but Ricky Fowler certainly did, and, and he played well in those final tournaments. And, and then they've... <laughs> yeah... I think it could be cool. very a lot of fun on Sunday. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting. interesting. To see. Polar oh. opposite. With did you guys see there's a guy that only turned pro in the Europe team in June? Yeah, Ludwig Aberg. Yeah. Yeah. He almost went back to back tournaments. He almost he had a bit of a shocker on the Sunday at uh, Wentworth, didn't he? But yeah, he was leading with, yeah. with by two with with eighteenth uh, play. Well, yeah, so it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Well, look, by the time you next hear from us, which will be Tuesday next week, we will know the direction of travel of the Ryder Cup. So, yeah, let's hope it's it's sticking around somewhere in Rome. the Donald Trophy cabinet. But, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. I do think the Americans are scary. So, yeah, we, we can't, even if we get an early lead, we've really got to try and drive it home because they're, they're, they're a very, very, very strong outfit. So anyway, right, chaps, thank you. It is now 20 to 12. It's almost Wednesday. We shall depart. And Eugene, I very much look forward to seeing you early on Thursday morning, my dear man. Simon, I shall probably see you tomorrow. But until this time next week, ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.